you should just get started because I'm going to munch on my nut bar here, which could cause noise. What do you got? What kind? Uh, peanut and cashew with real milk chocolate. Whoa, none of that fake stuff here. I'm glad they qualified it. It's not carob or whatever Ooh. that is. Yuck. <laughs> um, while Martin eats, can I do um, can I do grooming corner? Uh, yes. Because I there's I've been <laughs> I'm concerned as hell, but yes, I've been experimenting with my look, and I've yeah. been I've been trying to get feedback from people, but I never feel like I'm getting honesty from anybody, and I know mm. that I can trust the two of you for complete and utter honesty. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so I had a, I had my beard was getting pretty bushy, and then in a peak of excitement, I shaved my beard off, but left my moustache. So I'm currently rocking like the Ted Lasso, Ron Burgundy kind of look. And I'm just... You stay classy. I'm just curious, guys. Is this something that I should persevere with or should I get rid of it ASAP? Um, Okay. So first question is, if it goes away, do we... What are we left... Are we left with nothing? Or what's the alternative here? I'd have to burn it to the ground. Ground zero, okay. clean mm-hmm. face, and then build up again and probably go back to the beard. Okay. Okay. Um, then I'm going to give that a yes. Let's do that. I I, I would go with that okay. for sure. And we will have to see you in between those. Is that correct? So we'll have to see like whatever is underneath there <laughs> in the meantime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're saying burn it down. All right. I, I just I think I think the beard for you is it's a classic Andrew. I'm just gonna say it's 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 timeless. Everyone loves it, but the real question is, do you love it? Well, I just get bored with it sometimes, hmm. and sometimes I think it's just ch- time to change it up. And who who am I really? Am I beard guy? And I thought, well, maybe I'm a mustache guy. I don't think you're a mustache guy. I'm I'm just gonna say I don't okay. I don't think so. I, I think we've tried it. We tried it. You know, it's yeah. everything's worth the try. But I think we could probably go back. Okay. If if we yeah. So I appreciate my the honesty. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna say the opposite and say that you should keep the mustache only. And I say that because Jason's right. I don't think you're a mustache guy, but the longer you keep it, the more you will become a moustache ah. guy. And I'm very interested to see. I'm very interested to see how the longer you keep it, the more various aspects of your personality or dress sense or things that you do or say will adapt to fit being the moustache guy. So I reckon you should lean into it and I want to see who you become okay. over time. So the moustache is, in fact, in the long game is what you're saying. Yeah, because if you look at a Ron okay. Burgundy or a Ted Lasso, a lot of what makes those characters those characters is tied into the moustache. So there's an untapped potential for who Andrew could be with a constant upper lip brush mm. in his life. Okay. okay. Wow. I do know last night, I went to a basketball game last night, just as a member of the crowd, mm. and there was another guy and I saw him with a moustache, and I felt that we mm-hmm. kind of looked at each other and made eye contact, and it was just kind of the quiet, yeah, the nod. You had a facial hair bromance yeah, yeah. with a stranger. Your, your little moustache waved at the other little moustache. <laughs> <and laughs> it was a moment. You had to be there. 
Okay. You bristled with uh, someone else across the court. <laughs> well, th- thank you guys. I appreciate that. We've never had grooming corner, so. Now, Jason. Yes, sir. Have you been changing your computer setup again? As often as possible. Um, but I think this is the last time. <laughs> until... We've heard that before. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> hey, no, I'm serious. I decided that after going all in on laptops, I'm all in on desktops <laughs> for the next four months. <laughs> it's too real. Stop it. I feel attacked. <laughs> oh, that accent was excellent. Yes, I, I did change things again. Um, minor change. I'm still on the laptop, Martin. And everything is lovely. And I think I will be keeping this for quite some time, given <laughs> that it has a moderate spec attached to it. It's fantastic. But I think the more fantastic thing was that there's a little known tool I don't think anyone's really talking about this. I think it's new even. It might be new in Ventura. I'm not sure. Um, it's called Migration Assistant. Have, have either of you heard of that? Yeah, it helps you get a visa. When you need a, you're traveling into a country, you get exactly. a migration assistant. Yep. It's like the Apple card for credit cards. This is the one that gets you into other countries. Um, no, actually, it's not. Migration Assistant transfers from one computer to another. I've been using a Mac for going on 25 years, never used it in my entire life. I was always a, um, a cloner guy, right? Where you do the big clone for 700 hours, hope that it actually worked and then bring it over to the other machine for another 700 hours, boot up and it like, meh, maybe it works. Migration assistant, it took, I think maybe an hour and a half at the most to go from one computer to the other, directly attached, Thunderbolt, whatever, it was like a dream. I turned it on. Everything was just perfect. It was all there. I, there was a handful of things that I had to do. I log in here, a slight preference change there, but wow, really, really good. Could not recommend it higher. I, it's, I, I already don't clone anymore, but after doing this, I would never do a clone again. Cause it's just, it works so incredibly well. Have either of you ever used it in any recent time frame uh yeah the funny thing is that i've only ever used migration assistant i've never once cloned anything and that might just be to do with growing up with the mac from childhood differently or succumbing to apple's marketing messaging or whatever you're you're mr default martin you you take the you take the well-trodden pathway that's true totally unadventurous just do what apple says (laughs) thanks very much Well, you did right because it is fantastic and I highly recommend if anybody needs to move from one computer to another, do that. When I used Migration Assistant a number of years ago, I remember having some sort of problems with username. It was like, oh, you you already have user Andrew on this computer. You can't have user Andrew over here. So I had to create like an Andrew Canyon. And that was like, the that was the beauty of this is that the the new machine, I did not I didn't even do anything with it. I just opened it attached to the other computer and it did everything i didn't have to do anything with the new one it was crazy that's amazing it shows you how many files there are to transfer and it was something like three million files or something like not unexaggerated millions of files and the whole time i'm just thinking like 
what the hell are all these files? How are there that many files in here? And how on earth does this computer keep them straight? I don't understand. <laughs> but it, the fact that it does that alone can keep 3 million files in some kind of order where the thing actually works every day. Amazing. IPFS, baby. I love it. I love it. So yeah, new laptop, bunch of new stickers, migration assistant, new laptop is, is, ugh, I, it's gonna, just amazing. Are you going to tell us what it is? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it is an Acer Aspire 7. <laughs> no, it is a, uh, it's a MacBook Pro. Surprise, surprise. I know you both were, were thinking I was going to go Windows, but I didn't. 16 inch MacBook Pro. Uh, M2 Max, uh, which is the, I think it's like 12 core CPU, some like 38 core GPU, some crazy number. It has RAM. Mm -hmm. It has, uh, 96 gigabytes of RAM. Oh my goodness. Really? And a two terabyte SSD. Wow. Yeah. So this is like, this is the long haul. Like this thing's going to last for six months, at least at least six to 12 months. But the question is, this is the most important question. Did yeah. you buy the USB super drive to go with it? I already have one. So I didn't get another okay, one. That's good. No, but we do have one already. USB A, of course. So I have to, to have to adapt that down. But So Jason, can you do me a favor? Can you create a spreadsheet? Mm-hmm. Put the date of acquisition of the new computer. No. The, to- the total price, the total price. And just start tracking. Okay, this is your, the beginning of a depreciation spreadsheet. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I could give you the numbers if you would like to track it for me Maybe as my I should. Actually, that's a good idea. I should, I've got my spreadsheet. I'll just duplicate it, put another tab This in. is a business opportunity, Andrew. You could be charging to track other people's depreciation. You could be my, my DAS, my depreciation as a service. I'm liking this business opportunity. I think it's great. If you put specialist on the end, then you can have ass in that word. And that would be even better. Ooh, good call. You're the DAS. I I would be willing to pay upwards of 99 cents a year for this service. So. Okay. Like, just just to give you some perspective, right? Please. So, my iMac, which I've now relegated to second second device, Uh that's still costing me $18.28 a week. Right. Mm. Why do you make it so not fun for yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you highlight your own monetary misery every day? I know. It keeps me grounded. (laughs) It's soul crushing. (laughs) Whatever. I've had this computer for 181 weeks and it's just now been demoted to second. But it's still $18 a week in expense, in cost. Okay, here's a question for you. Let's see if you can make sense, make a story out of these data that you've collected. Mm. You said, interestingly, it's only become a secondary device after 181 weeks. How is that depreciation performance relative to other computers that have been demoted due to an upgrade? Ooh. Well, basically, it's it's a good point. So, I acquired (laughs) it on the 6th of November 2019. So it's run for three and a half years. That's kind of what 181 Mm. weeks works out to be, right? Three and a half years. Thank you. Sure. (laughs) I believe standard depreciation for a computer varies. used to be three years and it was done. Sometimes nowadays it's more like five years. I think if you're talking a Mac machine, you can get a full life Mac seven years. I'm going to go out there. Now, an accountant would disagree with that. They would say, no, 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 no. Seven years is too long. But I think a modern Mac... Easily will last that long. So I'm only halfway through my depreci- full depreciation of the iMac. 
I, you got such a much longer answer out of that than I thought you were going to get. So is it fair to say that in your own efforts to track and mitigate depreciation, by upgrading earlier, you have exacerbated the depreciation for your own personal experience by making what would have otherwise been a longer lasting primary machine a secondary machine that is less useful? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now I'm on my M1. I acquired the M1 on the 15th of December. <laughs> 2020 that's an early christmas present for myself that's 123 weeks it's mm. currently coming in at just 15 dollars and 65 cents so the m1 is already cheaper than the intel imac it's just the cost of go. that screen it's that monitor it's the big screen that really sets that price up mm. <laughs> so that was topic one and, and that was answered like a politician well done Andrew. <laughs> I know it's like, what, we're, I don't even, I just, I'm just going to nod and say, what are you doing to deal with this issue, Andrew? Well, let me tell you by answering about a separate issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a question. There's no requirement to answer a question. Okay. Can I move to the next topic now? Oh, the one that's actually on our agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Can <laughs> sure. we, can we backpedal out of, out of depreciation corner and talk about <laughs> something else? People like depreciation corner. People do like that, yes. And I will I'm pretty sure Michael Furstenberg just had a car accident listening to it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just yeah. for anyone who's unsure, uh, we've had reports from some devoted listeners that you shouldn't listen to this podcast while driving because it can be a safety issue. So it can. thank you, Michael, for that top tip. Yeah, otherwise known as Firsty. <laughs> okay, next time. To- <laughs> Jason, are you there? We've lost him. Yep. Nope, we're good. Don't worry about that. That's that's a later me problem. Um, yeah, next topic. Okay, so everybody knows about the internet and this thing that happens on the internet that people refer to as the, quote, EDC, or everyday carry, which is usually seen as photographs of, like, 47 items <laughs> perfectly laid out, like... I would love to think that people are really carrying around that much shit every day, but that's not what we're here to talk about. It's an excuse to talk about the backpack that you use to carry all of it. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. Which I'm not here to like rain on anyone's parade or anything. Like, I, you know, I like looking at those like the next person. I like seeing all the little things, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I don't really care about that. What I'm actually curious about is if either of you have... Well, I know you do, but like what items do you genuinely actually carry around day to day in your pocket, right? Like everybody knows there's a phone probably. Maybe you have your your watch or like a digital watch, Apple Watch. Andrew's got glasses, but like are there any other sort of things that you're just like I I don't ever leave the house without these things on me. I love your description of the EDC cult. Jason, and I think if you've been on the internet for any length of time, you will have been <laughs> affected by this at some point. I think it's a phase we all go through looking at those photos. And I notice that every single American always has a knife. I'm like, why are Americans always carrying knives? Not one. There's usually like four. <laughs> why? I don't know. I guess if you like, if you lose one and then you go to grab the second one and you fumble it and drop it and then you go to get the third one and then that one's <laughs> jammed, at least you've got the fourth one. I don't know. You all took Rambo and First Blood too seriously. 
Uh, my everyday carry is very simple. It's basically, it used to be PWK. You probably know PWK, phone, wallet, keys. Oh, okay. That's just the way, that's like the checklist as you walk out the door. PWK, phone, wallet, keys. If you got those, you're golden. But it's changed probably in the last couple of years, last year, I'd say. It is no longer PWK. Hmm. Now <laughs> it is PWK. <coughs> phone, watch, keys. Oh, okay. You see what I'm doing there? I see so, that. You swapped one W for a different W. Yeah. Yes. Keeping it still PWK. Exactly. Got it. So you've done a um, a grep command. Would you, would you use grep to do that, Jason? I would use a switcheroo. Okay. All right. So yeah. PWK, phone watch key. Pseudo, pseudo switcheroo, though. Because, yeah. Go ahead. Should be pseudo, <laughs> should be pseudo really. Because it's super user do. Not super user do. Um, Sudoku? My goodness. No, Wordle. Oh. I subscribe to the New York Times again. Um, so I can play Wordle and the crossword. Um, I sometimes still need my wallet, but rarely these days do I need it. So my wallet is basically now my watch. I Apple Pay with my watch like a madman. That I much prefer using Apple Pay on the watch than the phone because the authentication is so much easier. So I'm just like waving my wrist around all over the place when I'm out in the world paying for stuff. So that Why is, is more, it? What, what do you mean it's easier? The authentication process. I sometimes feel like when I'm authenticating to pay, I'm never quite certain of the flow of when I need to look at my phone to oh, make sure okay. it validates it's me. Whereas your watch is always, for as long as it stays on your wrist, it's authenticated. It's click, click, swipe, done. Yep. Yep. So Got I love it. that. And you can also choose different cards and stuff on your watch so if you're like oh, i don't want to pay with that account i want to use this one just use the digital crown change it mm. away you go i sometimes i will need my wallet like if i need my healthcare card or Medi medicare card or something like that so i think i'm going to a specific appointment where i'm like i will need a wallet because of all the cards i will take it but gradually all those cards are now being transferred to digital cards in the wallet app of the phone so I think the wallet is definitely living on borrowed time. Because you have digital driver license, right? Or no? Martin does. Yes. I don't. Martin does. Oh, okay. I knew somebody did. Okay. Yeah. I think ours is coming. So what do you do? Do you just, just say, screw it and just go go without a license? Or well, we don't have to. You... There's no requirement that we Oh, there's not a... Re oh, okay. No, gotcha. It's carry. the Wild West. You do whatever you want over there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. So side tangent then, you get pulled over by a cop. What's the, what does that process look like? Like, what do they... They just pull you over for a chat. They don't actually do anything over there. Oh, okay. Got it. They have a Sorry, chat. Andrew. No, they ask why you're not wearing high-vis. Um... <laughs> 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 no, really, if, if you... I think I, I've, I'm rarely pulled over by police, but um, yeah, sure. if you were, I think you have... I think you have like 48 hours to present your identification if required. 48 hours? Something like that. <laughs> But there's no expectation that you would have identification. There's no absolutely no requirement that you be able to prove who you are at any point Come in time. Come back in two days, mate, if you feel like it. Otherwise, yeah. it's fine. Well, very true. <laughs> Meanwhile, you out. watch any American movie and it's like, please remain in your vehicle. And it's like <laughs> this ridiculous exercise. That's interesting. Okay. There's cool. a lot of, when you get pulled over by police, there is a lot of mates going on. Hey, mate, oh, how you I, going? Oh, mate. Yeah. I'm so sorry. What I do, mate? 
It's okay, mate. It's okay. We just want to have a quick chat. There's a lot of mates when you're dealing with police. Keeping it low-key, right? Um, anyway, back to the PWK. So PWK, then I am old. PWK. So I am finding that glasses are now impar- imperative. So mm. I haven't really added the G, but maybe I need to do like a PWKG, but that's awkward. So I just try and remember glasses. I, ha- I keep a spare set in my car as well. So if I have forgotten my glasses, I've got last year's glasses in my car as a backup. Could you just put that little fancy chain on them so you can wear them around your neck at all Ooh. times? Ooh, I like, like that. Like the Golden Girls. Yeah, I would like yeah, that. Or the flip up ones like um, mm. Edward Rooney in yeah. Ferris Bueller. That yeah. would work too. Oh, Rooney, what a legend. Rooney. Could glasses just be a pair of glasses? So then it's like P squared WK. Would that work? P Hang on, say that again. Nine times. Could, could glasses be a pair of glasses? Oh, so it's another I, P. So it's like P2WK. Right. Just trying to help you out well, here. That's not know. bad. Maybe we need to put that to the, the audience. We can workshop that, yeah. Okay. So that's my PWK. No knives, okay. no weaponry. Um, pretty low-key these days. Okay. All right. Martin, what do you got? My answer is very similar to Andrew. I've tried to rule the wallet out of my life, and I have to do that thing where oh, I'm going to the dentist. I've got to take the private health fund you know, card, and it just drives me a bit mad. But uh, what I will say is that with the Service New South Wales app, which is the thing that allows you to do your digital license when you present it for whatever reason, that's great. And I love using it. And it also extends to things like if you have to sign into a venue, like you'll know what I'm talking about, Andrew. It might be a bit foreign to people overseas, but like RSLs, Returned Servicemen, Leagues Clubs or We don't really have those over here in WA. Seriously? Yeah, what, what, we don't have pokey, we don't, and we don't have pokey machines as well. That's the other thing. No, I know the pokies are an issue, but you don't have like a place not clubs. like that. No, not clubs like that. So I know you got to oh sign God, into I'm clubs because you sign in as a visitor to the club, right? Because yeah, and you have members within a certain yeah. vicinity, and you, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have any of that. What the? F- I actually, funnily enough, wrote an old lounge room and had a blog piece about the ridiculous signs you have in terms of garb that you're allowed to wear. Uh, to these places and how that's morphed over time. Jason, you look very confused. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> pokies and clubs and what the... F- okay, so pokies <laughs> is short for poker machines, right? Which is a huge kind Which of... Which is not poker at all. No, it's just pull a lever or now just, as you say, have a slap, press the button and things spin around digitally and it takes all your money and okay. just sends you so into a gambling, spiral of depression. got it, got it. Yeah, okay. that's bad. But that's not the whole thing, although it's a big part of it in certain New South Wales clubs. When I say certain, I mean all of them. Um, <laughs> you know, a select few, as yeah. in all. Yeah. But these clubs essentially are just places where you can go in for a meal or socialize with friends. It's kind of just bar slash pub slash family venue slash small digitalized oh. gambling area slash bistro. But right? it's literally a it's literally are. a cl- so when you say club, it's not like a nightclub. It is literally like a club where you become a member of the club. So you become a Correct. member of the bowls club, or you become a member of the. Uh, oh. the, the and the- you must sign in when you enter. And if you're not a member, you should become a member, or you're a guest of a member. And then you have this strange conversation about where exactly you live within the recommended radius of the clubs. Blah blah blah. So it's like a casino yeah. and a country club mixed together. <laughs> Is what Where I'm you're hearing. allowed to wear shorts, but as yeah. long as you don't wear thongs in certain contexts to look sloppy. Singlets are not generally allowed. Okay, so it's a country club that's in Las Vegas, 
That's what this is. I got it. Yes, okay. but with none of the neon. Very, very, dra- you know, not drab, but, uh, you know, the everyman's club okay. in a suburb. Okay. <laughs> but you have to sign in. Yeah, so which, which is, is the point of what I'm talking about. Okay, so I, w- I will be Martin's guest at this club event that we go to. Got it. Yeah, okay. you would be a guest of the member who is me, provided yes. that I'm a member of said club. Right. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is because not having to carry a wallet around is totally fine because you enter a place like that and you've got the little vertical ellipsis in the Service New South Wales app and you can go sign into venue, you scan the QR code, it passes your digital license details through and it's great. Problem is that when you rely on that system and like me, you don't like automatic app store updates, but then you forget to update and renew your apps frequently, you go into a place like there's a place called Hotel Illawarra, which is not, let's say, a place that I would normally go to. It's more of the, uh, let's say, bar slash pub slash nightclub situation, which has a volume of music that I would deem unacceptable for civilized conversation with other people. We had to go to the, <laughs> we had to go to the door to go through because these visiting family members from Natasha's family from Germany wanted to go to the place. And I've rocked up without my wallet and gone, oh, God, it's saying, if you want to use your license, please update the Server New South Wales app. And I'm in the queue madly trying to update before I have this awkward moment with the bouncer. Anyway, (laughs) in the nick of time, I have updated my driver's license to be allowed to enter said building. God, isn't technology great? Isn't it just great? (laughs) It's so convenient. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So my everyday carry is getting smaller and smaller. I would just like to leave with my house key and my watch on my wrist and not have to like worry about anything else. But alas, appointments, clubs, et cetera, et cetera. That's more than you bargained for. I would like my watch to be my house key. Yeah, those home keys are pretty cool. I want to get one of those. So Jason, my question for you with your everyday carry. Yeah. Are you sponsored by Anchor? For this episode, are you carrying like 10 different braided cables around for any situation or what's happening? Funny you should ask. <laughs> Do you have a whittling, no. a whittling knife? <laughs> my every single day things that I carry in my pocket, which is not quite as hip as EDC, but that's what it is. Um, the first one is a little... Uh, well, I have it. It's a little tool that has a little thing to open packages. A knife. And a little pair, and a little <laughs> pair of scissors. So I can scissor things. And then like a little- So the American carries a knife. Okay. A little <laughs> like screwdriver thing so I can screw stab, things together. Stab people. It's a screwdriver. Chill out. <laughs> and then the other one is a Sharpie. Because everyone needs a Sharpie. You carry a sharp, not even a pen, but a Sharpie? Sharpie. No, because pens don't always work. Sharpies always work. Regardless of surface, you can Sharpie that thing. It's so low resolution. Hey, at least you can see something. You can go right on some shiny surface with a ballpoint pen? I don't think so. Sharpie. Always. So, that's it. And my phone. Wow. That is the most bizarre set of items. What? Why? I the can, sharp, I can, the sharpie I can open stuff me. and I can write on stuff. How often do you open stuff when you're out in the world? Constantly. Well, if you, okay, I think I know where this is going, right? So, okay. Jason's out and about. He's bought a packet of chips slash crisps. Exactly. And he wants to cut the top of you the bag it, yeah. straight. 
You're That's right. why That's I have the is. one with the scissors. <laughs> <laughs> so I can open bags properly. That's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> it would starve to death if not for that item. Yes. And you know what's beautiful about this moment? It's actually looped perfectly into our promotion for One Prime Plus, which OnePrimePlus.com. Episodes 31 and 32, just out, for those who haven't heard it yet or those who want to sign up. And one of the topics that you will hear is Jason's bag opening and resealing philosophy. There so, you go. Very good. Get it's on absolute, that. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I ask a question as to why underneath this topic there is a stupid link to something that no one else can see? Oh, yes, I can. Before we do that, thank you to Marco F for joining One Prime Plus. We don't oh, want to miss your shout out. yes. Marco. Marco F can now listen to those episodes. Previously, he could not. Now he can. Is this the same Marco that was talking to us on Mastodon recently? Must be, right? Surely there aren't two Marcos. That would be wild. Impossible. Let's see here. Let me go back. Mar- I don't know. I don't see an F in here, but I will assume it's the same Marco. I don't know. Marco, let us know if you're the same Marco. Polo. <laughs> Fish out of water. Anyway, yes. Thank you, Marco F, for joining us in the lovely area of OnePrimePlus.com. All right, so Andrew, you've linked something next to a basketball that we can't read. What is it? Yeah, so that was, so we were talking about the everyday carry. You'll see it's nested outliner style. Mm. So that related to the everyday carry. They Mm -hmm. were my notes because I didn't want to spoil the surprise. So I linked, Uh. I linked out to another note in agenda, the app agenda. Got it. Which is linked to the calendar entry for our podcast recording. Okay. And I've written everyday carry notes, which I've now referred to in that. So now we, we can close that section out then. We can, like. yes. And it's okay. interesting that it links to agenda despite my transition back to Devon Think, which we may right. or may not talk about. So the rest of the agenda is basketballs like all the way down (laughs) so should we just step away from the microphone and is this become like a one-man stage show or how do we want to do this i think you're totally right jason because just to illustrate to listeners how extensive this basketball onslaught is the only thing that i added to the show notes was please do a shout out for marco f and i've done that 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 has happened yeah well the the (laughs) The only reason it's such a comprehensive set of show notes is because I looked at it the other day and it was empty. Empty. It was empty. I felt guilty. I thought, oh, no, we're going to have nothing to talk about. And quite often I'm pretty bad with adding to show notes. So I thought I'm going to step up to the plate and add a couple of items. I'm going to overcompensate the hell out of this thing and put in 15 items. And I'm sure the guys will do the same. They'll they'll do the same. (laughs) They'll put their entries no, because I saw it full and went, okay, we're not going to be able to do this. <laughs> we're going to step back. So, yeah. Jason, I reckon this is actually going to become the rapid fire Andrew monologue, and he's just going to blitz this whole thing super efficiently and we'll be done on time. Well, we have only gotten through two and a half topics in 40 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, if, right. what, if I, what if I prompt you with a topic out of this pool? to get things going instead of just going top to bottom. Cause I feel like you've already rehearsed and I want to throw you off your game a little bit. Oh, okay. Is that, All right. Does that That's sound good? Sure. Let's okay. And, and p- please, it's, okay with that. I'm, 
it doesn't need it can be a discussion a conversation it doesn't need to be a monologue if you have questions or feedback or thoughts of your own please feel free to interrupt not interrupt okay. respond <laughs> okay i'm glad we clarified that because i was just gonna just steamroll right in there okay um how about we talk a little bit about logsec you're you're a big logsec user you like that app quite a bit can you tell us what's happening in that world i believe it's pronounced log seek so andrew okay. just to be clear you don't like interruptions right <laughs> Yeah. I knew it. I knew, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. It was like it was a, a 113% possibility. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Okay, go. Please. Such a dad. Um, that joke is still costing him $15.30 <laughs> a week. <laughs> Logseek, I've used that for a good six months. It's probably been oh, one of the... Uh, that's longer than my computer. It's probably one of the longest lived apps, no, no, notes apps that I've used in quite some time. And then I suddenly looked at it the other day and thought, what am I doing here? I'm managing plugins. I'm dealing with an Electron app. I'm spending so much time like trying to cross link to notes that I never refer back to. I'm fiddling around for no good purpose. And the kicker was when I tried to find something and I couldn't. Oh. Isn't that the worst? You're like thinking of this great system and then you're like, oh, I'll just go search. Uh-oh. Yeah. And and what's worse, not only that, that, that happened to me, I had a little Martin voice in my head sort of saying like, oh, information management. Oh, what about your knowledge base? I was just like, oh, Martin's in my head. It was horrible. Was I castrated recently? Is that what happened? Yeah, I, so. I think so. So Thank I you. realized that LogSeek, it's just not going to work. It's overwrought. Hmm. And I'm, and it's, and the electron thing is just so ugly. I, I get sad when I look at it. I was like, this isn't for me. So I thought I'm, I, I loaded Obsidian again and I looked at it and I was like, same problems. It's not for me. It's ugly. I don't understand anything. <laughs> it's, it's just... It just depresses me looking at it. I don't want any yeah. piece of this app. I know yeah, everybody I mean, raves you, about it, but it you just gave doesn't it, work you, for me. You, you actually gave it a full try and, and used it. So that totally makes sense. You didn't just say electron and then yeah. quit. So that's yeah. good. So, and then I realized I still, I bought DevonThink. Many, you know, and I've always had a DevonThink sort of in my life. And it's mainly been sort of like a filing cabinet. But I've paid a lot of money for Dev and Think. And I was like, it can do everything. It can do notes. It can store stuff. And when you add PDFs to it or something, the thing I found, you can add a PDF to LogSeq, but it kind of just goes into the ether. And there's no, there's no way to actually visibly see it. It's, whereas with Dev and Think, everything is quite visible. You know, it's like files and folders. And there's your PDF file right next to your number spreadsheet if you want it to be and so on. And you can really visually grok it. And you can also take daily notes and link cross-link and do your wiki stuff if you want to. I was like, why am I not just using DevonThink? And so I did a whole bunch of reorganization, set myself up. It's a native app, native Mac experiences, experience has scripting services, you can get things in and out of it. It's quite amazing. And it's just a reminder that it's such a good app. 
And it's so powerful. And you don't have to use all of it. Just use what you want. Um, and I'm using what I want. And I am just really, really loving Devon Think again. So <laughs> You just literally described Obsidian, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. And that's the thing is, it's not to say Obsidian is bad. Because I look at like, Jason, you're right into Obsidian. I look at it and go, man, that looks cool. It looks, you obviously get it and understand it and make good use of it. I'm not, I don't think Obsidian's terrible. I think it's great, but it's just not, it just doesn't resonate with me. And no, so I just, no, I, I, I just, I feel like I'm fighting the interface because I, I have to think too hard. Whereas with Devon Think, I feel like I know what's going on. I understand it and it flows. So I think they're both great apps. That's why it's so great that we have so many options because I, I think that's absolutely true. Like if, if one app truly did, if the case were that one app fit everybody, but it's just like you didn't do it right to make it work, then we'd have one app in every single category. And like, that would be super lame and boring. So Mm. as much shit as we give each other for like what app you're using or what, whatever, like the fact is that we have options. I think that's frigging great. So I I don't want to just make it like shit on you because you don't use my app. Like, I don't care. The the (laughs) The only thing, oh, Sorry. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the ultimate kicker is that I'm actually found a place for Obsidian in the workflow because <laughs> I'm using it to synchronize read my Readwise highlights, which is then saved into a folder in my, on my computer, which Devon Think then indexes so I have access to my Readwise highlights from within Devon Think because wow. there isn't a native sync for Devon Think to read, from Readwise to Devon Think. So Obsidian is my intermediary. Have you just tried writing all of this down with a Sharpie somewhere? That's what I'm saying. Right on your forearm. Just. <laughs> okay. So LogSeek is out. DevonThink is in. Obsidian is doing some kind of weird background task for free. Yep. You just like ignore, ignore them. Okay. That's and seems... I've, I've still got agenda, as I mentioned earlier. So but sometimes why? when there's a, well, because I kind of <laughs> like it. And sometimes when there's a specific meeting linked to a diary event, it's very good at tracking that. And I can... And then once you've done that, does Obsidian index that through to Devon Think or something? No, but what you can do is you can get an agenda link. (laughs) That's silly, Martin. Why would you think that was a thing? You can paste the agenda link into Devon Think or you can paste the Devon Think link into agenda and get connections back and forth okay and then or you can use hookmark to connect them i've as well. never like not understood english but i feel like that right now yeah <laughs> so then how do and then OmniFocus, i'm sure is in there for you somehow oh, OmniFocus is still task management central sure. and mm. yeah that's that's and then you flirted with zavala and then went back is that right mm-hmm. yeah that's right and i'm now i'm into bike as if i was going to use an outliner bike would be my outliner of choice Wait, what? What is that? I was no. just kidding that yeah. he actually had an answer. I thought he was making something up and you were like, no, yeah, I'm into bike now. What is bike? Bike is an outline. It's a very simple outliner um, written by Ho- the Hog Bay software guy, Jesse Grosjean. Gro- oh, okay. I don't know how you pronounce it. Hmm. Um, he did folding text and task paper. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and now he's doing an outliner. It's Mac OS only at the moment, but he's putting his mind to an iOS version now. It's very lovely, very lovely outliner. Much less overwrought than on the outliner. 
show notes and transcripts all in one place. Jason, what have you been doing? Yeah, Um, I've been channeling my uh, positivity into Devon Think, no, into Obsidian. And I keep all the notes there anyway. I write the show notes every other week. They're always in there anyway. There's this thing called Publish, which is supposed to just take all my files that already exist. Poof, makes them into a website. That sounds pretty great. Mm. I don't really want to make another website. So I tried it out and I put all of the uh, show notes for this show in there, as well as transcripts of each episode. They're not great. They're machine transcripts. So take it for what you will. But if the option is a machine transcript that's like pretty okay versus me doing it manually, which is not going to happen for 82 episodes, <laughs> I'll go the machine route. So I've done that and I've put them all in one place. And now you can you can search each document right now. You can't search globally yet. I'm hoping that will be a thing soon to where you could just go to this place, type, Andrew is mad. And that would work for Martin is correct as well, right? I think that'll just throw an error. I was going to say too many. I was going to say too many results. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Very good. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll put it in the notes. I haven't hooked up all the like DNS crap, so it's a nice URL. It's still like a really long, ugly URL, but it'll be in the notes. You can take a look at it if you're curious, if you want to see, or if you ever, I don't know, wanted to look for something in the notes. They're all there, but it just seemed like a cool, there, there's not that, there is no good archive for podcasts, mm. audio wise. Like you can't go to, you can go to where we host our podcast. You can go to each episode. It'll show the notes. You could command F the page, I guess. But it's not great. And there's really nothing like that for podcasts, which is surprising that you sh- you should be able to just go. Oh, also, this is indexable, too. So theoretically, if you go to your search engine of choice and search for something and it's in our notes or in our transcript, it should come up in, in uh, web searches too. So I, it seems like we've been doing podcasting for so long now. Why can we not mm. search for this crap? So now you can, at least for, for this show. That's excellent. <laughs> well done, Jason. And you've actually just given me an idea as well, because Devon think can actually um, import entire websites. So I could give it the URL go. of the, your obsidian creation. Mm-hmm download it in its entirety to my DevonThink database, and then I've got a local archive. That's true. DevonThink. Amazing. Yep. And they're all just markdown files, so it's just a crap ton of text files in folders. It works really well. I have a question. Why did you not do this in Craft, which is where we use, uh, where we have our kind of working show notes? Yeah, I didn't do it there well, one, because I already do everything in Obsidian already, and that's just sort of where I'm at. And it's so easy to just edit markdown files versus like the kind of, it's not rich text in craft. It's like a, mm. I don't even know what I would call it. It's like a weird hybrid. Like, yeah, it's markdown, but it's sort of not. But And it works in blocks like WordPress or whatever, which is another mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's just easier, I guess, at the end of the day. it's it. That's a good point, Martin. So, like, instead of using WordPress blocks for my website, I just use text files. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just what I'm used to, and it, it makes sense. So, And it all transfers over to when we publish the show. 
it's really about only doing it once. I write it once. It becomes that web page. It goes to the show notes for the site. It goes into the feed. It's one file for everything. Well, I think this is awesome because, as you know, you would have seen with really specific stories, I do all of the accessible transcription stuff, but I go to the lengths of manually editing the whole thing yeah. down to the point of correcting punctuation so it matches what people said. And that, you know, obviously is done for certain academic purposes, but to do that for over 80 episodes of this show and then also one Prime Plus stuff is just not really feasible within our working lives. So the fact that you can do this, have it searchable, work it out, maybe we can go back and fix things. It's just so much more powerful to have it rather than not. And if there are mistakes, then we can fix it because it's live in that sense. I think of it as a, as a starting point. Exactly. It's like, I would rather have something than nothing. And there's nothing that says you can't just go replace this file. If, if the tools that we use to do these automatically increase in accuracy by 50% every year or whatever, I'll just go run them again. Mm. I've got a million cores now on my laptop. Like it's no big deal. I'll just throw a bunch of files at it and let it go. So yeah, it's a, it's a starting point, but I, I'm hoping if nothing else, this is a long shot, but I'm hoping that something like this would make other shows be like, Oh, we should do something like that. Or the vast majority of shows like we should just do show notes, period. Just put something in there so that it's searchable to at least know which episode to go to. Because at this point, there's just no way to know other than going and listening to every single episode to find that one thing. So uh, Soapbox ended. No, I think that's great. And I think to wrap up the episode, hmm. I think Andrew has dropped something into our craft note. Andrew, oh. what is it? Yeah, hmm. I'm just hoping that actually, Martin, I was hoping you would read this because you have a lovely voice for reading. Um, oh, thank you. This is created in craft with its assistant. It's AI-powered assistant. So I just thought it'd be interesting to, interesting to see how well AI is working in response to... I asked it a question, tell me about the Hemispheric Views podcast. <laughs> oh, no. I get the most wild answers when I ask various AI things about this show. So you want me to read this now? Well, at least some, at least some of it. At least no, some read, of it. Read, but... read the whole thing and don't okay. even prove uh... it. Just go. Okay, here we go. Hemispheric Views is a podcast that covers various topics such as technology, personal productivity, and life in general. The podcast features hosts Andrew Canyon, Martin Feldman, <laughs> and Jason Burke, who discuss their perspectives on different issues based on their hemisphere. Andrew is in Australia, Martin is in Europe, and Jason is in North America. You're in Wales. <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay. The podcast also includes a segment called Story Time with Scotty, where Scotty shares his insights on various topics. In addition, the podcast occasionally features guests such as Vincent and Manton Reese. Now, hold up. Uh, I don't think either of these guys have ever been on the show. Apologies for that. We weren't trying to exclude you. And the way that it wrote this suggests that Vincent and Manton are either siblings or married. Do they share the same surname? I don't know. Well, Vincent has. Anyway, um, for those who don't know, Vincent Ritter attached to uh, glue on for micro.blog Manton uh, from Manton Reese from micro.blog. We've got Scotty. We assume Scotty J who uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway, 
<sighs> One Prime Plus members can suggest topics and have their suggestions featured on the podcast. The podcast also has an app corner segment where the hosts recommend useful apps such as BookTrack, a book management app. <laughs> Recently, the podcast discussed the different kinds of sausages and how they are eaten based on a suggestion by a One Prime Plus member. The podcast is available on Supercast and features show notes and transcripts in one place. Now, you know what I find kind of disturbing about this? Uh, the way not only the AI got things wrong, but also kind of threw people in like, oh, yeah, I know who they are. Clearly, yeah. I don't think it really knows who I've they are. I've been thinking about where it got this. And because this is the cr- specifically the craft AI service. So, I think it's right. a combination of chat GPT going out to the web, but also maybe analyzing our notes. It it's is looking at be. Our, it's looking at our notes and going, what can I pull out of here? Well, just the fact that it says... Uh, show notes and transcripts in one place that's literally the sentence right above this <laughs> mm. good point <laughs> I just want to know why it thinks I'm Martin Feldman from Europe that's amazing at one time when I did this it said that it was a show that was hosted by Jason Burke and or an American named Jason Burke and an Australian named James <laughs> <laughs> just one of you I was like what so you put Andrew and Martin together, you get James. You get James, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, it, it was it was mostly wrong. It had a few things that were correct, I guess. It got app. Yeah. It got the corners. I'm glad it talked about the corners. And man, the number of times we've talked about book track, oh, we can't shut up about that app. Can we, God, can we get a sponsor already with these people? Jeez, almost on par with sausages, actually. Almost. <laughs> that just was actually a One Prime Plus suggestion, though, wasn't it? The sausage one. I think so, I think so, so that that actually might be correct. I think book tracking too, actually, by David H. Yes. So oh, he's actually talking about book track? Excited. I don't know if we ever oh. did. But this is why, Jason, we need your tool so that we can actually see what the hell we've spoken about uh. and know not to trust <laughs> the AI that places me in Europe. I'm disappointed <laughs> it didn't call you Martin the Foot Feldman. I think that's implied. Isn't it nice to have a computer that will talk to you?